Well, today I got a message called Children of the Light. Children of the Light. And so what we'll be talking about is living in the light of what God has in his land and his kingdom, the kingdom of God, putting God's kingdom first. And uh, I thought, what better movie to start us off with than The Lion King from 1993 or whatever. And so um, this is a really cool picture of uh, Simba and his dad. His dad's name is Mufasa. And Mufasa is showing his son all of the light areas that he can have in life. And so um, let's go ahead and watch the movie. Let's watch the clip. And stuff and I was like that sounds fun so I did 
I went as deep into the darkness as you can go so that I can come out and say, there's nothing there. There's nothing there for me. There's just brokenness and hurt and pain. And man, I wake up every single morning regretting all of my decisions from the night before. Has anybody else been there? Mufasa tells Simba, I have this entire land and it's all yours. So as a loving father, I love you enough to never go there. Never go over there. It's just going to hurt you. It's just going to be pain. This is where we find Paul in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 5, Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus saying, Hey, God has so much for you. There's this life that the Lord invites you to live in as children of the light. And so here's what I'm going to invite you to do is don't go to the darkness. Stay in the light. So I want you to to listen to Paul's word today from a place of a loving father. The Apostle Paul totally knew what it was like to live in darkness. He knew it was like to to satisfy his own need, to to follow religious rules and acts, but never have a relationship with God. He knew what it was like to live in darkness. And so I'd love for us to read the book of Ephesians today from a place of Paul talking to his church, which is us. Go ahead and say us. Paul's talking to his church. He's telling each one of us, here's what God has for you. Here's the light that the Lord wants to bring in your life. Here's the best life possible, and you can have it this morning. And so we're going to read Ephesians 5, 1 through 11. So if you have your Bible and you want to turn there, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Otherwise, it's going to be up here on the screen. I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to just speak to our hearts, to each one of our hearts, exactly what he wants to do today. How many of you would like that? Yeah, who cares what Neil says? Let's, let's, let, let's let the Holy Spirit speak to us, right? Amen? Amen. Yeah, that's what we're here for. So Lord, we just, we just invite you to just speak directly to each one of our hearts in this room. Lord, I just choose to get out of your way, completely and totally out of your way. Holy Spirit, would you speak the words that you have for each one of us? Would you use the words that come out of my mouth for your glory, Lord? Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us up. Fill us anew. I love that your your word is alive and it's evident and it's living and it applies to today. So, God, we just invite you to speak directly through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ephesians 5, 1. It says, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. You hear this from Paul's heart, don't you? You hear him, walk in this new way of love. Walk in the way that God has for you. Just surrender your life and be like Jesus. Right? Such a great invite to us. So walk in the way of light. 
But verse 3, it says, but among you there must not be even a, a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed because these are improper for the Lord's people. Okay. <laughs> Nor should there be insanity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. So walk in this way of life, walk in this way of love, but among you, as you're walking this out, as your children of the light, let there not be a hint of darkness. Let there be even a hint. And so what I'd love for us to do is replace the word hint with seed. Because God invites us to look at our hearts as seed. It is a heart or our hearts are soil. And what he does is he plants seeds in a heart of soil. And so Paul says, I want you to walk in this new way of life, this new life that I have for you, this, this life of, um, of light. But I don't want you to plant any seeds of darkness in there. Don't even let one seed make its home in your heart of these things. It's pretty powerful words, isn't it? From a loving father that says, hey, I love you so much. I don't want you to even experience the darkness. Why would you want to do that? And he goes on to say in verse five, it says this. For of this, you can be sure that no immoral or impure or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. It's very rare that the kingdom of Christ and of God is in the Bible. It's not only just the kingdom of God. So what Paul's actually inviting us into is the kingdom of God, the best life possible right here. God's kingdom on earth, the same prayer that Jesus prayed and told us to pray. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So like if you live in this darkness and you let those seeds, those hints grow up in your life and in your heart, it's going to be really hard to have the kingdom of God flourishing out of your life. It's going to be very tough to do. You will go to heaven. Just want to be really clear. God's grace is sufficient and he covers all of our sins. As we invite Jesus into our hearts, we are saved. But why live like you're in hell on earth? <laughs> live like you're in heaven on earth. And so if you live as in heaven on earth, that looks like you're living from this place of light. You're not dipping into the darkness. There's no seeds in the darkness. Your life is full of his kingdom, the kingdom of Christ. Just as Jesus lived, we are invited to live that way. I know that we love grace and uh, we are a very grace-filled church and we are full of grace, just so everybody knows. There is so much grace for everybody's journey here. But I have this, amen, can I get an amen to that? There really is. There's truly just endless grace as a church. And that's, that's the Jesus that we know, just full of grace, isn't it? I had this really uh, cool picture of God's grace and what it's like to just kind of just have God's grace in our life and just like constantly are using it. Um, so my wife and I went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Beautiful. If you guys are planning a road trip, go there. Beautiful. 
And we're on our way home. We got a 10 hour drive home. And it's an eight lane highway going home, right? Out of the city. And I was going about 55 because it's like eight lanes. I'm like, well, and then finally I, I looked at the speedometer and then I thought, I'm going like 55. And then I was like, I wonder what the speed limit is here. And then I looked at the speed limit sign, 35. Going 55 and 35, I'm like, ah. Oh. So I slowed down instantly. Oh boy, I'm glad I looked at that. You know what happened two, two seconds later, right? Yeah. Okay, I get pulled over, pull aside the road. I don't have my, my license on me. And I left it at home. And so I got a license registration, and I'm like, hey, actually, I don't have my license on me. And uh, so he goes and takes my info and goes back to the car and punches it in and stuff. And then comes back to the window and says, hey, just gonna let you know, it's 35 for the rest of the trip out of this town and it's about seven miles of 35. And so um, I'm gonna let you off the hook today, but I want you to go 35 on the way out. Guys, <laughs> I've been pulled over so much in my lifetime, so many times, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I seatbelts, just like everything. I can't get away with anything. You know, I have never been let off. I've always gotten a ticket for something. Did you say yay? dollars in tickets. Trust me. Okay? He let me off. Comes to the window and lets me off. And that's God's grace, isn't it? It's just like that. I'm going 55 and a 35. And so what I did is I started the car back up and he's walking back to his car and I gunned it and floored it and peeled out and went down the road again and he pulls me over again. I'm like, what's the matter? And he goes, you're going 70 in a 35 now. I'm like, really? Are you serious? I'm going to let you off this time. Be sure to go 35 on your way out. Okay, sir. Start your car up. Peel off. Go down. No, that's not what we do, is it? I went 35 until I got out of that town. Because, like, I don't want to be pulled over again by him. And that's a picture of God's grace. He his grace is sufficient, and he offers it, and he gives it, and he just constantly is just blessing us with it. And, and our responsibility in that is to honor his grace enough and, and to look at our life as like, I want to be holy. I don't need to use all this grace all the time, God. I want us to be really close. I don't want to be filled of guilt and condemnation and, and just like doing my own thing. And, and yeah, you let me off this time. You're going to let me off again. Yes, that is very, very true. God will do that. But there's a difference of just living in the light. There's a difference of just saying, you know what, your grace is sufficient for me. But I want to live a life that's like close to you, Jesus. I, I'm tired of this stuff, this darkness in my life. Amen. And so we don't start the car up and then peel off and then get pulled over again. We, we follow the instructions that the Bible gives for us. And we, we live that out as much as possible. And then when we screw up, his grace is sufficient again. This is grace. And this is Paul's beautiful picture that he gives to us. Like, don't even let a seed of any of this stuff get into your life because God has so much more for you. So stay out of the darkness. 
Be children of the light. Can I get an amen? amen? And let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Listen to Mufasa. As a loving dad, let no one deceive you with empty words. Ariel preached a message on this a couple weeks ago. Nailed it. Knocked out of the park. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Yeah. Just killed it. Those empty words, those, those words that seem like they have content and you you're kind of get stuck in a trap. And then realizing like those words have no content when it comes to God's word. Let no one deceive you of empty words. For you were once in the darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You're not in light, you are the light. I've never picked up on that. You were once in the darkness, you were once darkness, and now you are light. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And you will find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So expose them. I love that. You were once darkness. Why go back? You were once darkness. Why go back? Do you hear Paul just <laughs> conveying a heart of love for, for people? You were once darkness. So why ever go back? Just live as light. Everything I have for you. Is yours. Everything I have for you. But what about that dark area? Who cares? We were once there before. Let's live in this land. Amen. Let's live in the light. Let's live in what God has for us. In his kingdom. His kingdom come. The kingdom of God is at hand. And we get to live in it. Everything that the light doesn't touch is nonsense. It's ran by nonsense. It's chaos. It's painful. And it's just a waste of time. Can you put up my slide? These are the people running the land of darkness. <laughs> just horrible decision after horrible decision. <laughs> just, just land of nonsense. Just chaos. It doesn't make sense. Has anybody else been putting this together? The more that we try to live in this in this tension of the land of darkness and the land of the light, and you're you're in the darkness and you're living there, it just doesn't make sense. I think this is the hardest part of this passage. Paul tells us to live in the light, so why is it hard to live in the light all the time? Why is it tough? And I think the truth is, is as a church, we're called to be the light in the darkness. Amen. You are called to be the light in the darkness. Every single one of us. We're called to be a light in the darkness. 
a light in every single area that we go. I don't see a church, the Church of Acts, as a little group of people huddled around a little light singing, this little light of mine. And like, we're going to just fight our way through. And like, it's just us. And we're just in this little huddle. I see us as a church going into our workplaces, going into the quad cities and every single aspect of the city and every city you live in and in your neighborhood. And you are a light in the darkness. That's who we were created to be. We're called to be lights. How will people know the hope of Jesus Christ if we don't bring light? But let's be honest, it gets kind of tiring to be the light in the darkness. Amen? Amen. It starts to get a little bit draining. And I'm sorry, the darkness starts to weigh on us a little bit, doesn't it? You work in a place that gossip is this constant thing and you're called to be a light in the darkness and not follow into, fall into that. And what happens in time is kind of hard to just say, you know what, I, I just choose to not gossip. And then you're sitting in the lunchroom by yourself. <laughs> right? Called to be a light in the darkness in a family that you're the only Christian. Like everybody else is making these decisions and you're like, well, what about Jesus? It's tough. It starts to weigh on you. It starts to weigh on us as parents and all the other parents are making these decisions for their kids. But like God's called you to parent your kid as children of the light. And you might be the only one doing it in your school. It weighs on you. It's hard. Sometimes seeds get planted, don't they? Man, I wish that seed wasn't planted there. I wish it didn't have a hint of that, but you know what? It's really tough living in the darkness. So I want to teach how you can be children of the light today. The how. It's a continuation of what Paul says. In verse 11, he says this, have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds, instead expose them. It's shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. So have nothing to do with fruitless deeds. Instead of like acting like that's not happening and that seed's not planting, planted, go ahead and take the seed out and expose it to the Lord. And say, this is what's going on, God. I've let some things happen. I've, I've let my heart kind of grow away from you. There's been some stuff in my life that I just need to tell you about. He knows it. <laughs> he already knows. But it's another thing for us to go, you know what, I'm going to just expose this. I just got to show you. This has been this has been a little a little part of my life that I've just kind of been holding on to. And so I'd like to end with just a really quick um, pastor's heart. Two things that I found really hard in pastoring people. And the first thing is this is is relationships. As a pastor, I, I from a young age, like kindergarten, I am like want to be your friend. <laughs> I want to be, a, well, I want all of us to be best friends. 
you know. And, and so I go all in with people. I'm, I'm all in because I just love people. Like God designed me that way. And so as a pastor, um, I'm all in in relationships. And so last week at Easter, does anybody remember? But I had, a, I had a basket here and I was talking about where are you putting all your eggs and what basket are you putting them in? And so I took, took a, a carton of eggs and I threw it into this, this bucket and I was throwing them in there and I said, are you putting your eggs in your career? You know, just like, is your career all your eggs are in that basket? And then I took the rest of the eggs and I said, how many of you are putting a lot of eggs in the relationship basket? And like they, all the eggs were breaking because I was just showing an example of when we get in relationships and they don't work out the way that we thought they would. I was speaking for myself, okay? I have a lot of eggs in the relationship basket. And so anyways, after the service, I threw that stuff away. And then Wednesday morning came in. Everything else was fine, but Wednesday came in and like walk in the back door and the whole place stunk. This whole church, it wasn't an aroma of the Lord. <laughs> it wasn't this beautiful offering of God. It reeked so bad. And so I asked Christina, I said, hey, can you go and like find what died and you know, like, figure it out? That's her job. <laughs> and so then Jacob comes in and he walks in the door, he's like, whoa, and we're all just like sitting in the stinky stench that we call City Church. <laughs> and he changes all the garbages real quick. And then all of a sudden, you know, that smell started going away. Well, what had happened is all those eggs became really rotten and were sitting in the garbage. And so the whole place smelled of rotten eggs. Nice, right? Does anybody else want to work here? Oh, in the rotten egg smell. And so after I realized that, I started thinking about it. All of my eggs are in the relationship basket. And here I am, and I threw them away, and they got rotten. Kind of like my heart. Just hurt and just, just rotten a little bit. In the relationships. I had become really frustrated with people a lot quicker. We got um, people that don't know Jesus, I don't have, uh, they're making some decisions and really, you know, all of a sudden it's like, I'm really frustrated about stuff. And so being a pastor, the first part is, is relationships. It's hard. You, you're you're going to have to make it through that. The second part is this, is everything that God does in this church, he does in me. And that's hard. And then every single week, every message I bring, the Lord's doing that myself. And so I got to a point where I realized, man, there's a lot of just kind of some stinky eggs in my heart. And, uh, and so I went on the walk and um, got started to reveal some seeds that I just let grow, some weeds, you know, that are just there. And a lot of them were just, the main one was just unforgiveness. Just not forgiving people. Like, people I thought I forgave, 
I would see their car, like a car that even looked like theirs, and start thinking about how much I don't like them. <laughs> I'm not gonna be real anymore. That's <laughs> I thought I had forgiven people, but I realized I hadn't. I let some seeds just sit, just buried them. You know, just pushed them in there and threw a rug on it. And so I went on this walk with the Lord and, and um, he just pointed, pointed them out to me and I just said, God, I, I just repent. I'm sorry. You know, forgive me for, for not forgiving people the way that I should. You've forgiven me of so much. Like, why in the world am I holding on these grudges? And so I just repented and just said, like, God, I want to forgive. Will you forgive me for not forgiving? <laughs> and the Lord did that. And I'm serious, I'm, I'm telling you today, this week has been a totally different week. I am a completely changed man. Wow, Amen. praise Lord. So just let that stuff sit there in the soil. But the thing was, is I exposed it to the light. Amen. So I took it and I said, you know what, God, you're right. This is in my heart. This is in my life. Will you forgive me? That's my story. Now it's yours. What you do with that is your own. But I feel like that today is a, a day of freedom for, for a lot of us in this room. That there's been some things that have just been hiding out in the darkness and we think that they're in the darkness and we think God doesn't see them, but the Lord sees them all. And so it's not a thing of like, I got to keep this, I got to keep hiding this, I got to keep faking this. What I'm inviting you into is expose it to the light and then it will illuminate with the love of Jesus Christ because he will cover it, because he covers all of our sins. So just take them to Jesus to say, Lord, will you forgive me for the stuff that's going on, this thing that is not of you? And then I'm just going to expose it. I'm going to give it over to you. And Jesus will forgive you completely. And your heart will be set free today. Amen. Would you like to do that? Yes. Let's do it. So I'm going to go ahead and just pray over us. And I just invite you. If there's anything. Uh, one thing that I just realized in, in this is like. The first thing that comes to mind right now, or maybe you, maybe it's an um, unforgiveness thing, and you're thinking like, as soon as I mentioned that, you started thinking of somebody, I invite you to bring that to the Lord today. Like the first thing, the very first thing. Okay? Whatever that is, just bring it to Him. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you are a God of grace and of mercy. So, Lord, we thank you for your freedom that is represented here this morning. As Psalms 139 says, as David said to you, Lord, would you search my heart and know my heart and see if there's any anxious thoughts within me and then lead me into the way of everlasting. So, Lord, I just invite you and your, um, your power and your presence. In Jesus' name, would you just search our hearts right here, right now. Search our hearts. We want to live in your light, Lord. So anything that's in there that has just been maybe a seed that's been planted over the years or something that's been new, Lord, we just choose to just surrender it over to you. So 
even in this moment right here, right now, church, to just invite you to just bring whatever it is to the Lord. You can even like raise your hands to him, just offer it as an offering. Just say, Lord, forgive me. You can just say that within your heart. You, you don't have to say that out loud, but just he knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows your mind. And so just, just invite you to just say, Anything you brought in the door, it, it's, it's here. It's at the cross. It's gone. 